What's up, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Circle of Slime. It's me, your boy Skinny. Today's gonna be a little solo act. Um, today we're just gonna talk about uh the Miami Dolphins Media Day that was yesterday. As you can see, I'm hyped up. Got my throwback Marino jersey. Um, football's back. Uh, Fins Nation, we're here. We're so excited. And um, yesterday was an interesting day. Um, the Miami Dolphins, as we said, held their first media day. And uh, Mike McDaniel spoke on a, a lot of interesting topics that uh, I just wanted to speak about and bring to the audience today. And uh, before we get into that, just want to say a quick thank you to all the subscribers that we had that uh, did paid subscriptions to the Circle of Slime. Uh, I want to let you guys know we appreciate you so much. And uh, everything that we get is going to go to the show and just help us produce a better show for you guys. So we're so grateful on behalf of myself, uh, Jazzy J and Ozzy Fresh. Uh, we thank you guys so much. Uh, special shout out to Nadir, German, Gerard, uh, Pookie. Uh, there was a few other people that did the subscription. So uh Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. To the audience, if you haven't subscribed, check us out and you can become official supporters of the show. We have different packages. We have one for 99 cents a month, uh, another one for $4.99, and another one for $99.99. So anything and, anything and everything is appreciated. And uh, just want to say thank you guys so much, so much, so much. So um, addressing the Dolphins Media Day. I thought it was uh, a great interview. I would say, yeah, a press conference for Mike McDaniels. And uh, he spoke about a lot of different things. And one thing he spoke about was setting the standard of what it is for this Miami Dolphins team coming into this training camp. And uh, a lot of key things he said was um, one of the key things he said was that they want to practice with intensity purpose and a speed that separates itself from the rest of the league. And uh, I know it might sound like super cliche, but, I think that's true, man. You get a guy like this that comes in with all this energy and excitement. Uh, he wants to set a bar. He wants to set a standard. And it starts with speed. You know, we got that with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Moster, uh, Chase Edmonds. We got a lot of speed on this team. And um, you got to set the standard with speed. And that was one of the main things that he he focused on. Uh, he wants to make sure that the players aren't over challenged and overwhelmed. And he wants the players to trust him. We got a couple players like uh, Teron Armstead and Byron Jones who are currently out right now. So he's going to give them, I guess you could say, like the Kawhi Leonard treatment, like somewhat of a load management. But um, I thought that was very interesting. And I believe in that process. You got all these old school coaches that come into training camp and got these guys doing two days and all kinds of crazy workouts. And by the time you get to the second quarter of the season, these guys are burnt out. You got solid veterans who know how to play the game. They know how to come to training camp. They're professionals. They're prepared. So I thought that was a, a good take as well. Another thing that uh, McDaniel spoke about, and I thought it was very interesting, and it was on his expectation for Tua. Um, one thing that you didn't hear a lot last year was, at least from the head coach, was the criticism of Tua. You haven't really heard anybody criticize Tua. And um, one thing that McDaniel was saying is that Tua can be very, very hard on himself, and he holds himself to, like, a very high standard. And from Mike McDaniel's approach, like – I see how that could be a bad thing. In football, you need to have like a short-term memory. You know, you're not going to get a 70-yard drive for a touchdown every single play or, or three points every single play. So you got to, like a fish, you got to have short-term memory. And I thought it was interesting that McDaniel would publicly go ahead and say that to 
the world and tell them that he believes that Tua is uh, a little too hard on himself. And I think if Tua could maybe bring that down a notch and kind of play a little bit more freely, I think he will play better. So um, I thought that was very interesting. Another quote that he uh, McDaniel says was that he doesn't want that to impede Tua. I mean, if the coach is saying that, that means that he realizes that Tua is out there and he does put way too much pressure on himself and holds himself like holds himself to like a standard that's I wouldn't say way too high, but like he's too hard on himself. And if coach is saying that, that means that translates on the field. And uh, that's a problem. So one thing that we as fans want to see from two is maybe him like take a chill pill, relax. There's going to be bumps in the roads. Mistakes are going to happen throughout the game. Like coach said, you got to have a short term memory. And um, I think that was that was interesting to hear from coach Mike McDaniels kind of like that is criticism. And I, I love how he called two out on that. Like, chill out, bro. Relax. There's going to be difficult times during the season. You got to just take a warm play at a time. And I think this is actually going to help to a little bit that somebody comes to the forefront and tells him this and criticizes him like this. And it's coming from the top. So, you know, if your head coach is telling you that it, it means something, usually he, you hear a lot of this shit, like from the media or people like myself or people like that do shows like this, that he's too hard on himself. He has to relax. But, uh, Two actually made a great comment yesterday at his press conference. He was like, if I don't hear it, it don't mean nothing to me. Well, now you go. Here you go, bro. You got it. You're hearing it from the horse's mouth. Coach is telling you, you hold yourself way too hard. You're too tough on yourself. Relax. Let's bring it down a notch. And I thought that was a, a very good, one of the better quotes from yesterday's media day. So moving on, another uh, topic that I want to talk about, and we spoke about this yesterday a little bit on the show, was uh, all the pressure that Tyreek is putting on Tua. You hear him calling him the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, um, saying Tua is going to be great. Uh, there's no greater cheerleader for Tua than Tyreek Hill. We have spoke about it on the show before. Uh, Tyreek Hill praises him day in and day out. And um one of the reporters actually brought this to Mike McDaniel's attention and uh, he commented on it and he said that uh, he actually appreciates that the players are believing in themselves and believing in their teammates. And uh, another thing that he said was he believes that Tyreek Hill is, if not number one, he's up there with some of the, the most competitive players that he's ever been around in this league. And uh, that speaks high praise of Tyreek himself. Uh, he said he's brash, he's convicted in everything he says, and uh, he's super competitive. And one thing that uh, he also said about Tyreek Hill in regards to his quotes, that if Tyreek is saying these things, it's because Tyreek means it. And um, that kind of gave me uh, a little bit of hope and faith and uh, kind of makes me believe a little bit more all these things that Tyreek is saying. I know we've talked it on the show that we kind of think it's bullshit and that's just his quarterback. So he's saying what he's got to say, like, what else is he going to say? He's not going to say two is out here stinking it up and doing all this crap. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to shit on his own quarterback. So uh, one thing that Mike McDaniels really made an emphasis on that uh, if Tyreek is saying it, it's, it's because he believes it. And uh, yesterday in training camp, we actually saw footage of a nice pass that, um, Tua sent to Tyreek Hills like a 30-yard a uh, pass to the to the corner. Probably look could have been a corner route or a little fade route, but it was for 30 yards. Dropped it right in the bread basket. It was a beautiful throw. And uh, little by little, as training camp goes on and these videos come out, um, I'm getting a little bit more faith in Tua. 
I'm not going to say I'm sold. You guys know more than anybody that I'm Tua's biggest hater. Uh, granted, I'm a hater, but I want to see him do good. Do I believe he's going to do good? I'm not leading that that uh that train. I'm not I'm not leading that uh rally saying that two is going to be great, but I want him to be good. And um as more and more comes out and we're seeing things in training camp, uh it's looking like he had a really good day yesterday. Um some of the things that Tyreek Hill are saying is saying is coming to fruition. So uh it's looking good and they're building a great relationship and they have a good rapport. Uh there was even players that stayed after practice. I know I mentioned earlier that uh McDaniel clearly said that he wasn't going to overwhelm these guys. So it looks like it was a short practice, but they got straight to it. Uh, like I said earlier, that the intent is to go with speed, go strong, go hard. And shit, if you go strong and you play fast and you have a good day at practice, everybody get the fuck out and go home. It's hot as fuck out there anyways. So I truly love the approach that McDaniels is having with the team. And um, like I said, in regards to like Tua on the pressure, McDaniel said that he appreciates it and he likes the fact that his players believe in themselves. And little by little, we're starting to see that um it's transitioning to the field in these little snippets that we're getting from training camp. So I'm excited and uh, hopefully it continues to go well for the team. Moving on, uh, McDaniels also spoke about uh, team captains. And I thought this was interesting, very interesting to me, because usually the coaches pick the team captains and uh, McDaniel said he's going to leave this one up to the players. And uh, he believes that the players should lead themselves. Obviously he's going to be the coach. He'll be calling plays and he'll be their leader, but you need somebody on the field to be a leader. And he said that the captain will be decided once the 53 man roster is complete. Um, another thing he spoke about is that what he wants from these captains and what he expects from them. Uh, one thing that I thought was very interesting, and it made a lot of sense, uh, he said that usually the head coaches can be negative uh, because they're basically going to tell you what you're doing wrong. And uh, that's true. And a lot of a lot of people would perceive this as negativity. And uh, McDaniels doubled down on that. He said a lot of the things that we do say are negative. So what he expects from the team from the team captains is for them to receive this message and translate it to the team in a, in another way to give them growth and learn how to like relay the message in a different way. And I thought that was a pretty interesting approach. And uh, he's one of the, one of his quotes was that the captains are vessels and they set the tone. I think that's super true. Um, when you got a captain on the field, everybody's going to follow like your leader might be the head coach, but your head coach ain't out there with pads, sweating, bleeding, taking all the hits. So uh, to have that leader on the field, who could communicate with the players is going to be very important. And the fact that you leave it up to the players, I think that's beautiful because they're the ones out there. They're the ones working. Um, if somebody's going extra hard, you know he deserves to be the captain. And everybody's going to follow that player, that individual. And they're going to come to them and they're going to look to them. You can always look at your coach. Your coach is always going to be there. But your coach ain't out there taking those hits with you, going to war with you. So... I thought that was very interesting, and I'm super excited to see who the players vote because uh, we want to see it from them. The coaches, if you leave it up to the coaches, it'd probably be the fucking best player on the team. Granted, the best player on the team isn't always your greatest leader. He could be your greatest asset on the field and have the most production and the most value to the team, but um, you get other value from other players that might not be as athletically or or talented or skilled in those ways. 
but their leadership qualities, that's, you can't put a price on that. Uh, that goes a long way on the field. And I'm super excited to see who the Dolphins end up choosing once the 53-man roster is all set. Another thing Coach spoke about was uh, the status of Byron Jones. Right now, Byron Jones is hurt. But um, as you all know, a couple years ago, we drafted uh, Noah Igbenogany. That was never an easy one to spit out. But um, he was saying how this is a moment that the player should appreciate when a, when a player is actually out. I know it sucks for him to be out, but this opens the door for another guy to step in and show his value. And one of those guys is Noah. Uh, I think he's coming into his third year as well, and he gets a chance to prove himself. He didn't get a chance last year. We didn't see much of him his rookie year. So this is a big opportunity for him, as well as Trill Williams, who actually caught a pick six yesterday in practice. Uh, it wasn't against Tua, so I don't get to bash the kid right now. But um, it was against Teddy Bridgewater. And um, I'm hearing nothing but really good things about Trill Williams. And uh, one thing Coach said is that the players need to recognize these opportunities. And uh, you got to get these reps in. You, if Byron Jones was healthy, we could have a, a diamond in the rough and we wouldn't be able to find out because he wouldn't be getting no reps. These would all be going to Byron Jones. So coach was basically saying that the players need to seize this opportunity, take advantage of it and do the best you can. And hopefully one of these guys could emerge and could be a future star on this Dolphin team. And like I said yesterday, uh, Trill Williams had a pick six. So it's a good opportunity. It's going to be either Trill or it's going to be Noah. Who's going to step up? Uh, Trill Williams made the first big play, so uh, we'll see how it goes from there. In regards to the status of Byron Jones, uh, Coach was saying that at this point, they're trying to hold him back from himself, and they don't want the player to hurt the team by hurting themselves. So little by little, they're going to get Byron Jones back into the, into, the, into the stream of things and get him working and get him out there doing drills again. But right now, they got him on the sideline, getting healthy, and... Um, He's supposed to be ready for week one. So that was very, very good news. And uh, everybody's optimistic about Byron Jones. But again, coach said that you need to appreciate and seize this opportunity. And now it's time for the younger players who usually don't get much reps to take advantage of this opportunity and see what they could do. And uh, last but not least, one of the one of the major things that I pulled from yesterday's media availability was um, the signing of Sanu. Uh, we spoke about it yesterday with Ozzy and Jason, and we all thought it was really good. And one thing that McDaniel said that he wanted a solid veteran. He's worked. He's actually worked with Muhammad Sanu when uh, they were in Atlanta together, so he's familiar with him. And uh, he was saying that he wanted a solid veteran to come in and create some competition. And I I think that's great. Right now, you got about ten receivers on the team. You know, three are going to make it for sure. Um, you got the other four to 10 range that uh, some of those guys might think they're going to make it as well. But then you bring in a veteran like Mohamed Sanu, who's a physical player. He has a lot of value to the game with his physicality and his mental. You get a guy like that to come in. That's going to motivate everybody else to work their ass off. And I thought it was a genius move by McDaniels to bring in a guy like this and uh, just create a, a sense of competition. You don't want nobody on this roster thinking that they got a job and they're going to start from week one. If you thought that, you thought wrong. Here comes Mohamed Sanu. He's here to take your fucking job. And uh, I think you're going to get the best out of a lot of guys like Preston Williams, who we're not fans of on this show, but never know maybe this could be the something that bites him in the ass and makes him work a little bit more and show the potential that he truly has 
another guy like Lim Bowden Jr., who had some some shining moments last year. This is going to get all those guys to work harder, work better, do better in practice, uh, individually work on their drills. When they go home, whether they have separate workouts or your diets or whether you're going out and partying or you're going to go out and work, uh, you think about the fact that, shit, I'm the fourth, fifth string receiver on this team. Um, now we just brought in Muhammad Sanu. Fuck, I got to grind harder. And uh, I thought that was a genius move by Mike McDaniels. And he said it wasn't so much needed for the position. They, they don't need to bring in a guy like Sanu. We have very good depth at the wide receiver. But he said he wanted to create a sense of competition. And I absolutely loved it. And now looking back on the signing of it, I'm even more excited. We didn't get to talk about this that much yesterday. But um, after hearing McDaniels speak about it and elaborate on the scenario and what he was trying to create in the environment that he was trying to create, um, fucking genius. Uh, I love it. And one of the things he also said was, uh, it's a nice stat. He said 60% of the wide receivers are either in year three or less. You think about that, uh, Bowden, Waddle. Uh, we just drafted a, a rookie wide receiver as well. A lot of these guys are new. You get a guy like Sanu solid veteran who knows the game, knows how to approach training camps, knows how to prepare his body. I mean, you could tell at his age, he's still always ready. This guy's ready to play. And that speaks about him as a professional and as an athlete. You get a guy like that to come in, whether he makes the team or not, a lot of people are going to benefit from the signing of Mohamed Sanu. You got these young guys who hopefully they can get around him and see the way he carries himself, the way he works through training camp. And, um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out, whether he beats somebody on the team for a job. Um, who knows? We're all going to be super excited to see who doesn't make the roster. But uh, just an absolute genius move by Mike McDaniels. And it's so funny when I see this guy at, at the press conferences, it's like, I can't believe this is our fucking head coach. Not because I don't think he's capable of the job, but his enthusiasm, the way he is. Uh, he doesn't sound or look like he should be a head coach. Uh, just his mannerisms. He's he's real nerdy, but um, smart fucking guy. And uh, not saying that I don't believe in him because I really have a lot of faith in McDaniels and his approach and everything I'm hearing. Um, he seems like he's going to be the guy to turn this around. But um, it's just you see him and you're like, ah, that can't be a head coach. The guy's like 5'8", probably weighs a buck fifty doesn't look like a football head coach but um he's super smart he's uh they say he's a genius um when he speaks it's uh he's very thoughtful and everything that he says uh he's very um he's he's good with his words he chooses his words wisely and um he sounds like a football guru and uh i'm super excited to see what he does with his team and um, hopefully the Dolphins could keep this momentum and uh, hopefully day two of training camp, which is today, we'll get some more news and uh, we'll be able to talk about it on next week's show. So um, that is today's special edition episode on the Dolphins Media Day. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope uh, I was able to share some knowledge with you and just keep you up to date on everything the Miami Dolphins are going through after just one day of training camp. Again, special shout out to all of our subscription supporters. Uh, I mentioned you guys earlier, Nadir, Gerard, Pookie, Germ. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, everything, anything helps the show. Um, 
just want to say we truly, truly thank you and we appreciate you. And uh, I encourage all the other listeners out there. We have uh, different um, subscriptions that you can join. Uh, they're all very affordable. There's one for 99 cents a month, another one for $4.99, and another one if you're feeling generous for $9.99 a month. Uh, so uh, we thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Um, rate, review, subscribe. I'm doing Slimes Plug. I'm doing my best. Um, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, any way that you guys could connect with us. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, just thank you guys so much. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, that's a wrap for today. Uh, wherever you're at, wherever you are, uh, we thank you for being a part of the show today. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, we hope you guys have an amazing weekend and we'll see you next week for episode three of the Circle of Slime. We'll have a fresh new fact of the day, drink of the night, and he did what? It's your boy Skinny and I'm out.